the headlines tonight. I'm too big for my boat, says swollen sea captain. Weapons-grade pancakes found in attic. And hellhound eats bishop after accidental summoning. Welcome to the campaign trail. But first, our top story. It's been announced that Darnorth intends to join the Great Alliance. The announcement came during a summit in the far-off lands when new Foreign Secretary Lisa Townsland blurted the plans in the face of the Prime Minister. Me, from 20 minutes ago, has this report. Thanks, me. Yes, the announcement took many in the Cabinet by surprise. And some are speculating that this was a last-ditch effort to stop the far-off lands from seceding from Darnorth's influence. The far-off lands are known to be the headquarters of the energy giant Dexon, who has been accused of monopolising magic in the area. A vote will be carried out tonight to determine if their parliament will agree to support Gorlak the Betrayer. Now. Back to me in the studio. Thanks, me. What a brilliant report. Well, that was a brilliant report, wasn't it? Oh, that was great. I'm really good at that, don't you think? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to talk to some civil servants. Get an angle on who holds the real power. You lot, get the word on the street. Find out who controls things around here, if not the government. Something got them spooked about Darnall. Well, you know what they say about horses? They they go <laughs> the spook noises where they <laughs> you know they get spooked. I'm ever so sorry. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, me neither. But horses are easily spooked. That's a new phrase that I've just come that's, up with. That's what I'm talking about. No, that's my original idea now. <laughs> Listen. Politicians are usually a bit more tight-lipped about things, but the real people on the ground, so to speak, they'll tell you what they really think. So, ask around. That wants us to go spy? No, not spying. Just talk to people, you know, like a normal person would. I get to talk. I've spent so many years not talking to people. Well, here's your chance to practice, right? Ah. Oh, God. I've been spotted. Uh, Lisa sees a um, centaur poking out of a meeting room, uh, tapping the, not watch, uh, time device on their wrist. Got to go. Uh, I've got some boring meetings for the rest of the day. Good luck, team. I sent you on the map. Uh, Where would you like to go? Could we go where there's not people? I don't know. The museum. I mean, I don't really understand... I, the fascination um, of looking at things in boxes. Um, but it seems like somewhere we could have a cup of tea. Uh, we have the public records, the museum, the solar factory and the pyramid. I want to go to the museum because I want to correct the spelling. I want to go to the museum because I've heard that they have dinosaurs in museums. 
So you head through the town and come to the museum. Uh, it's a tall building with massive pillars of stone and a smooth ramp up to the main entrance. Uh, within the lobby, you find a reception desk that is, again, a little too high for you. Uh, but if Agrilad stands on Victorina's shoulders, you might be able to see over the edge of the desk. Yeah, climb on it. Don't think you're supposed to climb on the desk. Okay, make an acrobatics check. Acrobatics. I think I might actually be able to do that. That'd be a 15. 15? Uh, yeah, you do a little somersault and you uh, land on top of the um, uh, the reception desk. Uh, there, you're met by a brass-faced person. Uh, or it seems to be a person at first. Uh, and then you hear a sort of clicking and whirring and ticking as their head turns towards you in a sort of jerky motion. And it opens its mouth and a sound comes out uh, as its mouth is just hanging open. And it says... Welcome visitors, I am Clocksworth, the Clockwork Museum Guide, on loan from Solaris Industries. I am here to give you a guided tour. Would you like a pamphlet? Yes! Yes, please. Uh, you are handed some uh, little pamphlets that just have a little uh, map of the museum uh, that uh, point to all the various uh, exhibits and uh, the gift shop that uh, you'll get to at the end. Uh, and uh, it'll have basically a lot of the information that he is going to give you as you go along, as pamphlets are wont to do. Uh, he strides out from around the uh, reception desk and uh, he's about as tall as a centaur, but he is shaped like a, um, a human uh, or an elf. You know, one of those two-legged people. Uh, so he is quite gangly. It looks like he was originally just a human-sized robot, but it's had his legs and arms extended and uh, maybe his neck as well. So he's a little bit giraffe-like, I suppose. Um, Did that hurt? I do not feel pain. Thank you for your concern. Uh, he gestures towards uh, the uh, main exhibit door and says, Our main exhibits have recently been updated in light of political events. Here we used to have a monument to the monarch of Darnorth, along with an ancient prophecy about their triumphant return. But said return turned out to be a little more necrotic than was expected. And now it has been dismantled, much to the irritation of some of our patrons. I'm sorry, was the, was the exhibit necrotic? No, I think the returning monarch of Darnold was necrotic. Well, I know that, but I wanted to make sure. If you are interested in necrotic things, I can take you to the Room of Bones. I'm, I'm, I'm holding Are there dinosaurs? Bones. <laughs> You're not allowed to take any of them with you. I didn't say I would. That's not allowed to wake them up either. No. Don't go reanimating dinosaurs. <laughs> now Pen looks very upset. Uh, <laughs> with a clink and a clang, uh, he sort of winds up and uh, he tick-tocks his way down the hall, sort of marching somewhat awkwardly. Uh, and you enter into a wide hallway. Uh, there are skeletons of humongous creatures within gigantic thick plate glass cases. Uh, some of the size of chickens, though, and uh, others reach up to the ceiling. Coxworth uh, stops and turns around and says, These incredible skeletons fell through a rift in space-time. They are highly cursed and will kill you upon contact. Wh what? <gasps> do not touch. Oh, uh, uh, oh. Ooh. I don't believe him. 
and I'm going to take <laughs> a calcium thermometer. <laughs> calcium thermometer. A what? Out of my bag. Start testing the uh, they are behind thick glass uh, cases, so this is going to be a challenge. And also, where the hell did you get a calcium monitor from? Well, uh, clearly, as part of my job, I need to test that people <laughs> have enough calcium, which they don't. So then I can ask okay, the people. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. I'll, uh... I'll allow, I'll allow it. Uh, but uh, like I say, they are behind thick glass uh, cases. Well, I don't see the point in putting things in cases just so people can stare at them. I don't like it. That's like having ornaments in your house. What's the point in having things that you just look at? They're pretty. Like this, like my flower crown. Aren't I the Sorry. prettiest dragonborn you see? This museum was built to house important pieces of natural and sociological history. But they fell through a rift in space time, so there could be important national and sociological future. I'm sorry, I only have a limited number of responses programmed into my record banks. You must ask me the right questions. I like these bones. Do you have postcards of them that I can send to my mother? There are postcards in the gift shop. Thank you for asking. Ooh. Uh, he turns around and starts marching uh, towards uh, another room. Ooh, uh, do you follow? I'm looking around, around to see if there's any yetis. Uh, I'm, I'm still looking at the bones. Uh, make an investigation check. What exactly are you looking for, Pen? I. Uh, or are you just sort of fascinated bones. by them? Just looking, I think, just with admiration. Just bones. I got a 16 on my investigation roll. Okay. Um. I'll say that, yeah, you see not a, not a skeleton of a yeti, uh, but you see a case uh, that has a uh, a bit of yeti fur sort of on a little decorative uh, pillow, and it's sort of labelled um, the the underground yeti of Charing Cross. I'm um, never going to find them yeti. Not yet. Ken. <laughs> yes. Why are you so fascinated about bones? It, it's something that runs in our family. Well, bones run in everybody's family. Uh, you have bones. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, the bones that my mother owns. When do you see them dance? That's got a weird... You have dancing bones! That's got a weird fascination with bones, thy as, lad. I wish I could do that too. What's stopping you? I'm just not very good at it. I mean, it's not easy, I You imagine. know what that does? That ties strings to them and then uses a stick to make them dance. Tim the tailor used to do that back in back in uh, the temple. I tried that once and mother spotted the strings. Well... Have you tried doing it when your mother's not looking? <sighs> well, that's hardly the If that paints the strings black and then puts a black cloth behind it, I don't see the strings as easily. Um, you ben, I think. Uh, can you make an? Did you make an investigation check before? Uh, no, not yet. I was kind of um, in awe, smitten by the smitten with the bones. investigation. That is a six. Six. Smitten um, by bones. Okay, you're smitten by bones. Sorry, um, it's okay. Uh, Clocksworth comes around the corner and says, "Please keep up." The tour is a timed thing. Haha, <laughs> timed because the clockwork. What does that does that reckon it runs out Correct. at some point? Yes, I do run out of clockwork eventually. I am not immortal. Can you be wound back up again? Yes, but only by a trained professional. Ooh. And he is on break right now. 
Are we winding you up? <laughs> As you are uh, walking along, um, Pen, you um, something catches the corner of your eye, and uh, you turn around to see a poster, sort of uh, not a poster, sort of a pamphlet uh, that is uh, somebody threw away, but has obviously sort of bounced out of the bin and uh, is on the floor. And uh, as you pick it up, uh, you see it's a poster for a, a pamphlet for a talk that was given here at the museum um, a few weeks ago. Um, and it was given by Professor, Professor Ash Williams, expert on necromancy, a world-renowned professor of necromancy Ooh, indeed. I've heard of him. Oh, I'm sad to have missed him. Again, Clocksworth is kind of uh, urging you uh, to move on. Uh, but Penn, um, when you were at university, did you study necromancy specifically? Yes. And good student? Indifferent, sadly. <laughs> Shame. Which is part of the uh, problem. We'll get back to that then. <laughs> Sorry, making notes. Uh, so you come into a uh, room that seems to be more centred around the history of the far-off lands. Uh, you see uh, pictures of various um, uh, prime ministers of the far-off lands uh, in various uh, decorations and murals. Uh, you see uh, the old monarch shaking hands with most of them. Uh, and you see images of uh, Thatch, indeed, shaking hands with one of the Prime Ministers of the Far Off Lands. Uh, you also see Tony Bear and uh, Gorbro and uh, Prime Minister Tarmac. Um, uh, and in one, you see a, um image of somebody with glass eyes. Uh, but this person's face seems to have been hastily scribbled out fairly recently. But uh, towards the end of the uh, little mural, you come to a gigantic animatronic model of a sort of half-human, half-spider. Like a centaur, but spider instead of horse. Uh, and it's gigantic. Ooh. Ooh, can I, can I um, do a check to see if I recognise it? Nature check? Nature check, yeah. I've got a 19. It is a, a drider. Driders are uh, half again, like half human, half spider. Uh, very often found with dark elves. Uh, uh, sorry, what are they called in this world again? Um, drow. Drow, yeah, because of their, you know, spider thing. Um, I don't understand why there's a statue of a, you know, there's all these politicians shaking hands and looking smug, and then there's a giant horse spider man thing. I was like, is, is this person a politician? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Clocksworth uh, raises uh, his clockwork hand and says, uh, This was the first Prime Minister of the far-off lands, hmm. Grandel the Mighty, who came across the sea from Darnoth and forged a new land for the throne. We had to shut it down because it would sing a four-hour aria about how much everyone should love the monarchy. It would also uh. try to kill anyone who said anything bad about the monarchy. Oh. It was a true patriot. Uh. I can see why they don't mm. want to reanimate it. Don't. Don't even think about I'm it. I'm not thinking think about it. That would be a terrible it. idea. I can see it crossing your mind. <laughs> uh, you do see that it has um, a familiar-looking uh, magic crystal sort of poking out uh, of the back, uh, which you presume used to be the thing that powered it. Back in uh, back in the day, as it were, um, Clocksworth is uh, kind of looking at, at at you all and goes, "Do you have any questions for me?" Many. 
but I don't think you can answer any of them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I just want to ask if you can remember what the dryad sounds is. The dryad's sound. I'm sorry, I do not understand the question. Oh, that's because I used the wrong word. Um, if you can remember the dryad's song. Can you the sing? song that it played was four hours long, and it is not recorded in my memory banks. But is there like a catchy I had it bit? erased. Okay. Do you also enjoy stories of the monarchy? No. Well, I yeah no. Hmm. I know some stories about monkeys. Maybe maybe. Um, um. Do you know anything about the current prime minister? The current prime minister is Mr. Bliss. He is a member of the Cool Main Party. I thought the prime minister was that goblin majority fella. of fifty-six seats. Now he's the prime minister. Of uh, that's the prime minister of your of Darnall. The prime minister of the Far Off Lands is uh, Mr. Bliss. You mean every country uh, has a different one? He has been in power for six yes. years. Every every country. Yes, every country has a different prime minister or other leader. Some operate on different systems. For example, in Alfheim, they have a president. Meanwhile, in the Draconian Lands, they have a, a chosen chief. Meanwhile, in the Thranduric Lands. Yes, 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 yes. Hmm? But Mr. Bliss, does he have any? Uh, who are his biggest friends? Who who would we have if to we talk to? We wanted to buy him present or something similar. Who would we talk <laughs> to to find out what kinds of things he likes? Uh, you see some like he tilts his head back and forth, and you hear the clockwork sort of uh, clicking and clicking as he's sort of searching for his answers. And he says, "Mr. Bliss received great numbers of donations from the Dexon Corporation before his election." I suspect he would like some merchandise from them. Oh, thank you very much. Well, that concludes our tour. You folks were lucky. The museum has only a few weeks before it is closed for good. Close? Why is it closing? I'm Why afraid are they so. closing it? We can no longer afford to keep our lights on. Or pay staff. Hence, automated staff. Our energy bills have become too high to maintain. There the goes pen. You might be able to buy but some of why? them buns in a closing down sale. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, oh. That's a thought. <laughs> Could I buy some bones? You will have to check in the gift shop. Oh. Is there another clockwork person in the gift shop? No, it's just me. <laughs> so they can only afford one <laughs> clockwork person. And how much does that get paid? I am not paid a wage. They only pay for my maintenance. That seems a bit wrong. Seems a little unfair. I am programmed only to perform my function. Yeah, but that should still get paid. If you would wish to register a complaint, you must seek it out. Seek out my manufacturers at Solaris Factories. And so, does the person who winds you up when your clockwork runs down get paid? I believe he does. And does he work here? He works across multiple sites where other clockwork people I think I'm hearing that name a lot. I think I'm hearing slavery a lot. <gasps> Is it slavery if they're not real people? How can they say they're not real people? That's just had a conversation with him. Well, yeah, but I can, I've had a conversation I like him with... better than most people. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like people. Uh, he sort of slumps exactly. forward and goes, I am sorry. 
my clock work is running down. But we needed to have an important conversation with you about whether you're aware of your enslaved status. Can I investigate and see if I can find a way of winding him up? Uh, sure, make an investigation check. I shall join in. I quite enjoyed fixing the car earlier. Ooh, 19. 19. Okay, yeah, you do find a small, um, like a sort of Allen keyhole on the back of her, his back. Um, that seems to be where he would be wound up uh, with the right tools. Do we have an Allen key? Who's Alan Key? Who is Alan Key? <laughs> find out next episode. Find out next episode. Uh, I think with a 19, though, you do find a um, a sort of um, address listing uh, for Solaris Industries. Uh, it says, like, if Roe could return to Solaris Industries at the Solar Factory. Uh, and it gives a sort of street address in the city. Uh, and says, uh, by contact of Captain Biscuit. Captain Biscuit. Right. Is, is, I hope does, somebody's does, writing this down. Is he um, a military biscuit? <laughs> is there such a thing as a military biscuit? I'm, Honestly, I'm, don't I'm, know. I'm going to start going through my various toolkits and utensils to see if I can find anything that will fit in the hole to wind this poor guy up. I have cook's utensils, mess kit, tinderbox, and that's pretty much it. No, I don't think you're going to have anything that will be vaguely Allen key-ish. On my hippie necklace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to fit. Uh, where would you like to go next? Um, shall we go to... No. How heavy is Mechanical Mickey? Quite heavy, I will say. Uh, this is like a six and a half foot tall Mechanical Man. Right. Uh, I'm going in search of a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make an investigation, Jack. I'd like to find the gift shop. Okay, uh, Pen, you head to the gift shop. I got a uh, nine on wheelbarrow hunting. Uh, no, you cannot find a wheelbarrow. <laughs> uh, you head into the gift shop. Uh, again, everything is strangely behind glass cases, uh, presumably for security measures, as there's only one uh, quote-unquote person employed here or deployed here, uh, and they are currently out of battery. <laughs> uh, but you see a lot of um, replicas of the various exhibits you saw, uh, as well as replicas of the um, landmarks, uh, in the city, including the Great Pyramid. Uh, you see postcards, indeed, uh, and you pick up a few... I think the postcards are not protected, so you do pick up a few postcards of the um, various skeletons that you saw. Um, yeah, I think there's like a massive poster of um, the old monarch of uh, Darnorth uh, that's done very lovingly, um, but uh, is now on sale for half price uh, due to recent political events. Um, yeah, yeah, just various gift shops stuff is around. I'd like to pay attention to the counter. They normally have insurance documents and uh, whatnot there for anyone to complain. Why uh, do you want to complain? Yeah, I think you... Yeah, I think you find a complaints form or, or a feedback form. Yeah. Are you complaining that Ooh, you weren't excellent. allowed to reanimate the dinosaurs? <laughs> well, I'd like to know where I'm going to complain to. Yeah, the, it it goes to like the um the local council, I think, the local arts council. Oh. I was hoping for Solaris Industries. No, that would be specifically for the the um uh, the mechanical can, person. Can we open the mechanical person and see if there's like uh. Almost like a factory phone number, you know. 
in case of failure, if you're a mechanical person, please ring this number. Uh, there was an address. There was a street address written on the back of it. That's why I was looking for a wheelbarrow to take him back to the factory <laughs> to be fixed. Can we not just write down the address and go to the factory and say um, your man is broken? Um, you can certainly do that. Right, I'm going to write down the address. Yes. While Victorina's doing that, what's the tackiest thing in the gift shop? Tackiest thing in the gift shop? I would say... He's it... <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit sticky, and that's from the jelly baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think you find a pop-up book that uh, has pop-up versions of all the exhibits in the museum. Um, and how much does this cost? Five copper pieces. Um, I pop them on the desk and put the book in my bag. Uh, what are the rest of you doing, or are you heading on? I think we should... I am stowing my postcards lovingly. <laughs> I think we should go to Solaris. Well, I can't find a wheelbarrow. So we can't take we can't take uh, clockwork boy Shall with us. Should we just leave him here? Well, what if somebody he's not going. Him? Anyone, he's not going anywhere. I, I don't think anyone will steal him. He's very heavy, and no one can find a wheelbarrow. If we can't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's hard to move. Maybe if we just tuck him under the desk where nobody can see him. Oh, you can have a nap. <laughs> I think he's already. Having oh, a nap, I think like right? working together, you can sort of pick him up and put him under the desk. Wedge him under the desk. <laughs> And, uh, you seems... make him look vaguely comfortable, shall we say? Tuck a blanket round him or something. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Just to... It all seems so undignified. You head out back into the streets and uh, following the um, street address, you I think you ask for directions a couple of times uh, before you get there, uh, and you find a uh, massive warehouse. Uh, there are pipes and steam bursting out of vents coming out of it. Uh, there are hydraulics and uh, gigantic glass-like panels on the roof. Uh, you see a strange contraption that would look uh, to you and me uh, as uh, viewers, or uh, sorry, as listeners or um, participants, like a steam train, but with solar panels uh, along it. Uh, but to you, the characters, looks like a complete mess of nonsense. <laughs> it all looks very mock. It looks like something's done something unnatural looks... through a mining cart. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that'll, that'll do it, yeah. It looks like art. It's raised up again on hydraulic legs, and underneath you see a young uh, figure uh, is welding something underneath uh, and is in a sort of harness that is uh, holding them in place as they are working. What do you do? I say, hello! Do you work here? Uh, they turn around and look at you and uh, they say, Get out of here, you. Tell Dex that I'm still not accepting his offer. No sale. Go home. And then she goes back to um, welding. I'm sorry, my name is not Dexon. Uh, she turns and uh, removes her welding helmet and uh, goggles and uh, blinks and goes, Ah, oh, okay then. She moves some contraptions and her little harness uh, wheels her down uh, to the ground and uh, she gets up uh, out of it and uh, walks over to you. Uh, she's probably a a little bit taller than Victorina uh, and a bit more muscular than Victorina as well. Uh, she has kind of a butch look, overalls, a tool belt full of tools. Uh, her hair has, you know, a cool undercut and she has one black eye and uh, she's got those like massive um, working gloves on and uh, she sticks a glove out to you, Victorina. Hi, Captain Romana Biscuit. 
And who yeah, might you I be? Don't shake her hand because she looks unhygienic. Trinder Crested Grebe, new milk. Ooh, I didn't know we had new milk but in this country yet. You, you must have new milk in this country, and if you don't, I shall make sure that you get new milk in this country because that is my job. Um, are you of the Biscuit military? No, Biscuit's a family name. I was in the Navy back in the good old days, but I gave it all up for this. The life of invention. And she sort of gestures at her... Um, her factory. And the Ooh. rest of you? All new uh, milk? Uh, no, I, my name is Pendraganti. I, I'm not new you milk at all. You should be new milk. That's where you're going wrong. Nope, never heard of you. Um, I'm looking at her with... My face is the dragonborn equivalent of the heart eyes emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I think she, she looks at you and... Uh, Perrin doesn't have hair, do they? No. Uh, they have the flower well, crown. <laughs> They do have the flower, the flower, crown. flower uh, crown. is lovely. She reaches out as if to ruffle your hair, then realises you don't have hair, and then just kind of awkwardly pats your head. Cause... There, there. Don't see a lot of dragonborn in these parts. You from Draconia? <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're from Darnorth. Darnorth? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Look, I've developed a new power source. Sun power. Hmm? It rivals magic in some ways, but will never have the earth-destroying capabilities. I know your Gorlax trying to invest in this sort of thing. Um, could be my ticket out of here, you know? How does sun power work? They might, sun magic? That They might want to rethink that destructiveness thing. I've seen the sun bring down all mountains of snow when it gets nice and hot. We call them avalanches in the frozen north. Well, ice power is a thing I've been considering. Did you know that there are places in the far north where the heat under the ice is so intense that it bursts up in geothermal vents? Ah, they're called geezers. My cousin tried to harness the power, but alas, it didn't go well. <laughs> Let me guess, he ain't got any skin left. Well, yes, but not for the reasons you're thinking of. Somebody sent some thugs round to her workshop and, well, let's just say they bought her out. Did they buy her skin? You know, I've only just met you, and I'm not 100% comfortable talking about the death of my cousin. Oh, I thought oh, you just meant they were walking around without skin. Perrin, when someone hasn't got any skin anymore, it usually means that there's nothing to keep their inside. I just thought they were muscle walking around. Doesn't quite... We know you mentioned it. Hey, I'm just muscle walking around. Deflexes. <laughs> We've just come from the museum. Ah, You'll have seen old Clocksworth. Uh, yes. You mean Clockwork Slave Boy? One of my favourite inventions, a nimble write. Not one of my inventions, but one I improved upon. I gave it a bank of recorded responses so it can have a conversation with people. It's incredible, isn't it? You can praise me now. Don't you think that um, having Clockwork people working in museums just deprives other people of jobs? Seems unfair on the poor. The museum was about to go bust. I saved it. At least for another year or so, their energy bills are through the roof. If only they'd accept my solar power, they'd be going for centuries. Why were the costs so high? Well, if you ask me, it's all Dexon. He's got a monopoly on all the sources of power in this country. He holds all the cards. Ah. Sounds like a powerful person. Exactly. I tried to get a government contract to rework the city's lighting infrastructure... But a wink and a nod from Dexon, and it didn't even pass the first so, reading. Huh. And she uh, kicks a little can. So this Dexon, yeah. that seems very unfair. As you're kind of like she's kind of walking around her um, 
workshop with you as, as you're talking. You see a lot of um, interesting little knickknacks and doodads. Um, one thing does catch your eye. It's a uh, familiar-looking cart uh, is uh, currently in for repairs. And uh, you notice that it is the very same cart that you rode in on uh, with its damaged power crystal. And uh, she sees you looking at it and goes... Yes, an old boy bought it in just an hour ago. Somebody had a good go at repairing it. Well, we did try. Oh, it was you? Well, Mr. Riganti, yes. you are a genius, I must say. Reverse the polarity on the oh, negative feedback you. converter. <laughs> Ingenious. Dangerous, too. If you got it wrong, well... Well, I, 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 I'd, like, I'd like to think I have some skill in bringing things back to life. Oh. I'd like to think... Not many people can fix the negative feedback converter. If it had turned positive too fast, then, well, boom! Whole block would have gone up. Then you wouldn't have had any skin left. Wait, as in, oh, ah, I get it this time. Volatile, volatile stuff. I'm trying to retrofit this car to take solar, but the converter's misaligned. Might take me a bit longer. As she's kind of talking and, um... Uh, ruminating, uh, you hear the the main gate open, and uh, two centaurs come uh, trotting in, uh, both in kind of uh, loose-fitting suits. But as they get closer, you see that they are both sporting knuckle dusters. And uh, one of them approaches and says, "Hey, if it isn't old biscuits, nice stuff you're working on, eh? Be right shame if anything were to." Uh happen to it, eh? Biscuit turns on them and goes, Go tell Dex that I'm not interested. Same as last time. I'm stepping forward and putting myself between Biscuits and the Centaurs. I'm stepping forward with you. All three foot eight of me. (laughs) They both look at each other. I'm kind of stepping back a little bit and picking up temerity. Um, Time to go. They look at each other and just kind of giggle. (laughs) Got yourself some bodyguards, have you? We just all talk about Dexon. We never said we'd come from Dexon. Do you know any Dexon, Bugsy? No, Bigsy. Don't know Dexon. Why is just concerned citizens? Get off my property! That's not nice, is it? Not nice at all. Yeah, and folk who aren't nice, well, need to be taught some manners, don't they? In which case someone should teach you some manners. Lady asked you to leave, lads. I suggest I turns round and clip-clops out of here like good little horses. I draw my sword. The one called Bigsy just like reaches over and uh, pushes a small bit of mechanic, uh, me- a small mechanism off a table. Oops. I don't think you should break Major Biscuits. Can I Can I try and leap to catch it before it lands on the floor? Oh, yeah. Make an uh, athletics check again. Yeah. Or acrobatics, whichever you're better at. Uh, I got a 13. I think you just catch it as it's about to fall. Uh, but I think one spring comes loose as you catch it. Bogsy, uh, one of the centaurs, uh, looks at you, Victorina, with your sword and goes, It's very not nice. Very not nice. How about we, uh, take this outside? Can you all roll for initiative? We're already outside. <laughs> okay, uh, first in the order is Bigsy who my autocorrect has just changed to Big Fat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big Fat Bigsy. I'm impressed big fat fast. Uh, so Bigsy goes first, and uh, he uh, draws back his um, uh, knuckle dusters and aims them at Victrina. Uh, that's going to be uh, 15 versus AC. 15 versus AC. 
Ooh, his wow. um My AC is high. <laughs> yeah, it goes clanging off your armour and uh, he kinda of curses a bit. Uh, next in the order is Boxy, the other one, uh, who's going to try and do a similar attack against Perrin. Hello. Like you're probably more in reach. Uh, that's going to be 13 versus AC. That hits. Cool. Uh, you, well, not particularly cool. Uh, you're going to go ahead and take five points of bludgeoning damage. Five points. Uh, next in the order is Agrilad. Which of the two centaurs is closest to me? Uh, I'll say Bigsy. In which case, Bigsy is getting, as my action, an unarmed attack, and as my bonus action, a flurry of blurs, which means I get three attacks on him. Okay, go for it. Roll roll all three attacks first, I'd say. All three attacks. Just roll three d20s, I guess. Uh, successively, yeah. So we've got a 14. Hits. A 7. Nope. And a natural 20. Nice. Ooh, so that's two hits. Uh, so yeah, roll your damage three times because you are natural 20. So yeah. Right. First one is five. Okay. Second one is seven. <sighs> yowchie, yowchie. And third one is five. Oh, cool. Uh, Bigsy, that's all, that's all bludgeoning damage because it's unarmed. Yeah, Bigsy already looking pretty bloodied. Uh, next in the and, and with and with every blur, blur I go, Bayek, Bayek, Next in the order is Pen. Oh, Pen. Pen, um, Pen waves a hand. Krafakvihilarelafon. And a ghostly hand, skeletal hand, reaches out to smack the other um, mm. centaur. Bogsy. Bogsy. I was so creative with these names. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is a 24. That hits, surprisingly. Surprisingly. So, uh, it's a more of a tickle than a hit. It's uh, one, point, <laughs> one point of necrotic damage. Oh. <laughs> he just kind of goes. Ugh. I know. Right? <laughs> I did say he's uh, not a very effective necromancer. <laughs> Aww. Perrin, you're up. Um, I would say so Bigsy's the one who's not looking too good, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I would like to cast. Yeah. I cast Witch Bolt. Um, Which bolt is that? Uh, this one, this bolt. <laughs> uh, beam of crackling blue energy lances out towards a creature within range, forming a sustained arc of lightning. Uh, may I have to make a ranged spell attack. Um, Go for it. I've got 21. That hits. Good. Um, and that's going to be three points of lightning damage. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, looking not good. Uh, Victrina, you're up. Yeah, I am going to... Which one's the one that's interesting? Uh, Bigsy. Bigsy. I am going to stab Bigsy with my rapier. 23. That hits. Five points of damage. Uh, he's really reeling back. Bigsy goes next, and he's going to try and counterattack you uh, with his hooves. Uh, that's going to be 18 versus AC. That me? Uh, that yep. hits. Six points of bludgeoning damage as you are hoofed in the Oof. chest. Bogsy goes next, and uh, he's going to uh, aim his hooves at the workbench and just try and make a massive m mess 
and he gets uh, 16. So yeah, he just trashes uh, one of the workbenches and uh, Captain Biscuit says, No! Stop! This is my life's work! And uh, she looks very distressed. One second, one second. She keeps her entire life's worth (laughs) on one bench. This is some of her life's work. It's all all of this. Make a backup! Uh, Agrolite, you're up. Make a backup of mechanical. <laughs> right. This time round, I'm not going to use my flurry of blows because I want to save my key for something else. But I am going to go for an unarmed strike as my basic action and an unarmed strike as my bonus action. So two attacks this round. Right, yeah. First one is uh-huh. a twelve. Uh, which one are you going after, Bigsy or Boxy? Bigsy's same looking one as last, at same one as last time. Okay. Cool. So twelve on the first attack. That uh, that just hits. Yep. Yeah. And twenty-three on the second attack. That definitely hits. So first damage is four, and second damage is seven. Yeah, he goes down. Uh, he Ave. collapses to the floor. Uh, Bugsy looks terrified. Does that want some lad? Does that? You'll be hearing from my solicitor about this. Mr. Dexter oh, will stand that. for it. Mark my words, Biscuit, you'll be dunked. Picks up his, uh, his buddy and starts dragging him out. Uh, as best he can, because they're centaurs and it's a big <laughs> operation <laughs> to achieve this. I, I help. Uh, I start picking the things up and putting them back on the desk. Yeah, I think I join you with that. Uh, Captain Biscuit comes up to you and says, Thank you. Sorry, I'm not really one for violence anymore. I gave it up. I know, I really hate bullies. They're just cowards in another skin. Uh, I think she makes you some uh, some tea uh, or some hot chocolate, whichever you would prefer. Hot chocolate, please. Uh, yeah, uh, and after a bit of a tidy up. Oh, if I've got some hot water, I've got some nettles. <laughs> okay, she lets you boil your own tea with nettles, I suppose. She uh, has a nice little sit down with you, and um, she sort of asks you about, you know, what brings you to uh, uh, far off lands. I, I remain standing because her chair has grease on it. Oh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, she she just asks like, uh, what brings you? What? Uh, so, what brings you here all the way from Darnorth? We're here with oh, the Prime Minister. Feet. Well, there was the boat. You are? And I'm looking for yetis. Okay, okay, how about this? As a thank you for helping me out, I have something your Gorlack might be interested in. If you're travelling the world, you'll need something to travel in. Better than a boat, I can offer you something a little more impressive. Is it a really big boat? Uh, she walks you into like a massive hangar that she's got uh, just behind her workshop. And uh, she pulls back a curtain and you see a gigantic airship. Ta-da! The Biscuit Zeppelin. It's a really big boat. Campaign Trail Referendum is written and produced by Joel Corner. It stars Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazzoni and Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victrina Crested Grave, and S. Naomi Scott as Aguilad. Dana Croft was the newsreader, Genevieve Savayan was Lisa Townsland, Martha Buckley was Captain Biscuit, and Ed Fortune was Boxy. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. Additional music credits are in the episode description. 
You can support The Campaign Trail by going to patreon.com slash thecampaigntrail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server, early access to episodes and the chance to have your own character appear in the show. You can follow The Campaign Trail across social media on Twitter, on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can listen to The Campaign Trail on soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner or wherever you find podcasts. So, until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.